Welcome to the Walk This Way podcast. The Prologue, a family affair. I'll start with a confession. I love maps. I love footpaths. And I love a list. There, I've said it out loud. Although I think most people that know me probably knew that about me already. I also love discovering a fingerpost sign pointing over a stile and along a well-trodden path heading off into the distance and wondering where it might lead to. I'm not sure I love walking though. I really like walking and when I mean walking I don't mean up and down the street but rambling, rambling in the countryside, that sort of walking. Although it's true to say I didn't always love rambling. My parents loved walking. Well, I think they did. We'd go on holidays once a year. Not with big groups. It would just be the four of us. In a caravan, with a fold-up bike and four pairs of walking boots. Me, my brother, mum and dad. I think it might be my dad's idea. I seem to remember him getting all the relevant maps out of the library. Sending off loads of self-addressed envelopes. And then starting the process of gathering together bus and train timetables, lists of caravan sites and leaflets of interesting places to visit. This was pre-internet and elite level planning skills were required. This would become our summer holiday. Our summer holiday walking a long distance path. So what is a long distance path? Definition time. A long distance path is a longer recreational trail, mainly through rural areas used for hiking, backpacking, cycling, horse riding or cross-country skiing. They exist on all continents except Antarctica. Many paths are marked on maps. Typically, a long distance route will be at least 30 miles long, but many run for several hundred miles or longer. Many routes are waymarked following existing rights of way. There are 19 national trails in the UK, but there are also over 1,500 designated trails, covering more than 88,000 miles. You may have seen little circular discs nailed onto gateposts telling you to turn left for such delightful treats as the Kingfisher Way, Lady Anne's Way, Limestone Way, or even Ribble Way. According to a box I discovered in my parents' loft, my long-distance path career started in 1980 at the age of six. Yes, six, where I walked, or was carried, 73 miles in eight days along the South Downs Way. As I delved further into the box, it appears that this became a regular event. Annual requests for bus times were sent, maps were borrowed and routes were planned. My walking career and collecting LDPs had started. It continued at quite a pace, ticking off an LDP each year. The paperwork tells me that in 1987, I walked the Cleveland Way. Then the list stops. A pause? I obviously needed a break. Although I probably ran out of space in my rucksack for all the badges. So I took a break. In fact, a 30 year break. Just before Christmas of 2017, I decided to set myself a challenge the following year. I'm not much of a runner, so I decided marathon was out of the question. What about on those long distance paths that I used to walk? I thought. My wife and I still did some walking on holidays, but nothing mammoth, mostly from the B&B, on a loop, via some country pubs. 
I've been living in Oxfordshire for over 15 years and remembered some years ago I bought a book from my dad called Walking the Oxfordshire Way, who is now sitting on my bookshelf. That's what I do, I thought. I'd walk the Oxfordshire Way. So I spent the dark winter nights of 2018 poring over maps and searching the internet. Thank goodness for the internet. So I completed the 67 miles of the Oxfordshire Way in four days over two different weekends in March and April. I stayed overnight in the middle of each stage and although tough, especially in the muddy month of March, it was great fun. I was hooked. As I was slowly turning into my father, it made me think about my childhood walking holidays. I wanted to learn more about those holidays that we used to go on. How did it start? I thought I'd better ask one half of the leadership team that dragged me and my brother up and down those hills, across the countryside and running for the last bus of the day. My mum. Who do I have here with me today? Mum. Mum. Hello, Mum. <laughs> so, um, mother. you know, I'm doing this thing about wanting to walk all the different counties in, in England. Yes. Um, I've done two, or two and a half so far, and a few more to do. What, what do you think about my idea of doing these long-distance walks? I think it's an excellent idea, considering that you never liked walking when you were young. In fact, you actually hated it. But we did start you walking very young. You were only maybe three. Was it actually walking or was it just ca- or did Dad used to carry me? You used to walk quite a lot of it. So when did you start walking? Was it when you met Dad or how did that work out? Yes, because I'm not a very keen walker. I never have been. So as a family, did you did you do any much walking? Well, as my... Before I was married? Yeah. No, never walked anywhere except to the bus. <laughs> but no, we didn't... Walking wasn't the thing to be doing, as it is so much today. What about going into the countryside, or was that not a thing either? No, I suppose living in London, we didn't... It was a different world. So I appreciate holidays were kind of quite rare things, and not quite as luxurious as we do now, but did you take holidays into the countryside, or...? No, well, we didn't really go on. Oh, we did go on holidays later. We cycled a lot as a family from where we lived at the time, Romford, or say Harold Hill. We cycled to South End. Wow, that's a long way. Yes. Well, we're supposed to be talking about you. Oh. <laughs> not what? No, we were not a family that travelled far. So then how did... No cars. So how did it... How did this... How did you... What was your first... Can you remember your first experience of kind of... Going on a walk. Well, I met your dad, and he had a group of friends, youth hosteling, they used to do a lot of, and uh, they walked a lot. So I, to keep up with them all, I walked too. So that's when it all began, really. And I was about 19. Go to a youth hostel, and you'd walk from youth hostel to youth hostel, various parts of this country. And what did you think about that? You did that? Well, because you were with a group of friends, it was more of a pleasure, really, because lots of people talking and chatting, and yes, and it was new to me to be doing this, so I enjoyed it, enjoyed walking, and then you came along. Right. No, Ian, no I didn't. No, you didn't. Sorry, re- rephrase that. Ian was born, and your dad wanted to carry on. I don't remember ever going just with him. You were born. 
we then we started as a family of four walking holidays. Can you remember those discussions about when we first decided to do no. one of the walks or walk what, the south the down way? Oh no, Dad would just organise it, and I'm a very go along sort of person. So according to the uh, the folder that I found of all the different walks, yes, the first one sort of long distance walk we did, it's a proper yes. walk, was the South Down Way. Yes. Can you remember how old I might have been when um, I was forced? Forced to walk? Were you to, two or three? No, it was a bit older than that. Four? Six. Six? Were you really? Are you sure you were not younger? 1980 we did the South Down Way. Well, you were carried up Snowdon. Yeah. Very young. I two. South Down Way when you were six. Yeah. Okay. So what I quite like and I'm enjoying doing is not just walking, for the sake of walking, but it's actually doing these specific, specified long-distance walks like the Oxfordshire Way, the Essex Way, etc. And we've done, um, looking, we've done about eight or so, as a family, we did eight or so different walks. Can you remember if that, how that came about, to do a, a specific walk as opposed to just going in a caravan and going walking? Your dad thought it would be good to do the South Down Way as a long-distance walk. So that's what we did, like you're doing. It's a challenge. We did the North Down, the South Down, the Cotswolds Way. Peakland Way. Peakland Way. The Ridge Way. The Ridge Way. The, Wo- the Wolds Way. The Wolds Way. The Wild Way. The Wild Way. <laughs> we did all this. And the Cleveland Way. We did all this? Yeah. Got the badges and everything. Now you know why I didn't like walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. I mean, they were just challenges for your dad and the family went too. And can you remember... Hating every moment. I didn't enjoy it, no. Until the end, you could look back and you think, oh, well, that was quite an achievement. But I loved all the walks when you look back on them and think, I did that. I achieved that in my life. And do you remember about the organ? I mean, I know you said Dad did all the organising. Can you remember bits about the organising? No, because he just did it all. But he planned it. He'd get a map, I suppose, and planned how long it would take to walk from A to B. He used to take the car and then get on the bike and cycle back to where we were staying. And then we'd walk to the car. Or if it wasn't a car, we would get a taxi... Very luxurious getting a taxi. We were always on a, you might almost say a route march and had to be at a certain place at a certain time when we didn't use the car and the bike. It got better when he used the bike and the car because it was in our own time. And I remember that Dad used to uh, publish these or write letters in the Ramblers Association and people would then write to him and ask about information about how he organised the war. Yes, that is correct. That's what he did. And he used to write back to them and send the details to them. Because this is the time... Um, so now I'm doing the same sort of thing myself in terms of organising these walks. I have the joy of the internet. Because Dad yeah. would have to write off to bus companies, local councils for B&B, where information to see how much is train timetables. Yes. There's a big box upstairs in the loft of all these paper yes. train timetables and bus timetables and things. Yes, he did. And so it was quite a long, tedious job, I suppose, to do. But he liked doing it, so, and it pleased him. Did he ever say anything about why he enjoyed doing it? No. I don't know. Why do you like doing it? Why do I like doing it? I guess I like the organising bit of it. There it planning. is. 
that's it. Uh, and also with the maps, we'll be imagining, because I love maps, going through the map and imagining the places and the, the actual walk you're going to take at some point. So organising that is kind of, yeah. I would say that what you've just said is exactly how your dad felt about it. I wasn't in his head yeah. to know how he felt. But I would say what you've just said is exactly what... You may have said already, but what was I like on these walks, even though I was a poor child, just six years old, where other kids are sort of in their shorts running around at home? What was you would walk like? for a little while and then you would get bored. I think with boredom and you would just sit down and say, I'm not going to walk any." Well, you didn't say, you just sat down and that was it. So we used to walk on and leave you. <laughs> Until we were out of sight and then panic must have set in and you... Came toddling on. Then we got your brother mm-hmm. to tell you stories, didn't we? And he would keep you going for hours. Dad used to run a quiz. Remember the quiz? The yeah. quiz, which kept you going too. Still have a love of a quiz now. That's where it was all born. What was the famous question that we were asked? What was the name of the gardener at the football ground at... Stanhouse Muir. Stanhouse What was the groundsman's name? Stanhouse Muir. Did you ever get that one right? Well, no, but I realised now he made the name up. He didn't actually know the answer to it. You trusted him to have the answer. There you go. There's a lesson. Don't always believe what you hear. I believe now that experience must have gone into you without us realising. And that's why now you do it. In your middle years of life, how would you describe yes. mid, mid yeah, middle years of life? Um, your brother doesn't, obviously never, but he's gone off in another direction, sport orientated. I remember being on one of the walks in the, in the northern part of the country. I don't know which one that would have been, but we were on a certified location with the caravan. And it was in the middle of nowhere, high up on the hills. There was nothing around, nobody else but us. And Dad went off on his bike. And I always remember thinking, what do I do if he doesn't come back for reasons, whatever? And I found that quite daunting. Another time we were again in a CL in some woods by a lake and it was very dark and misty and scary and those are the two things I particularly remember <laughs> which is not good but the, the views and all those things they're in your head aren't they I remember also some of the walks we used to make um, specific sandwiches for each walk do you remember this? Pacific sandwiches or was Flavors, it just yeah. what I had in the store? Well, I remember specifically, this is very odd, I'm six years old, I remember specifically what a South Downway sandwich is. Tell me. Do you remember what this is? Wasn't cheese and apple, was it? No, I think that was, that might have been the North Downway one. Okay. South Downway was sardines and onions, ketchup, sardines and onions. And was that every day? I think it might have been, yeah. And to this day, I always remember that and often happen now. They're lovely. <laughs> we never ever passed many shops to get some different food in. I don't, all right. But I do remember apple and cheese and apple. Cheese, cheese and apple, sardine and. Remember the walking stick? 
Oh yes, walking sticks. And we put badges on the walking sticks. The badges. I do love a badge, and that's what really helps with my addiction for collecting things now. Badges. Living badges. Funny story. I was at work this week, and someone, quite a senior person in the HR department, says, oh, "I need to pick your brains about something." I was thinking, oh, "What are they going to ask me about HR things?" And then said, "Yeah, me and my husband have decided to walk the Oxfordshire way." And someone had told me you'd walked here. I would like to know where to stay and stop off on places like that. And I was like, on oh, my days, he's come back to dad. Like yeah, another it's a reincarnation. 30 years yeah. on. People so did you asking. help them? So she, this is this week, so I told her to get in touch with me. And then I'll oh, happily right. kind of help her and show her. I kind of assume people can do this, but I realised that they can't. And they do need, people do need to be organised and they kind of don't get these things. Mm. Um, so I think there's something value in it. And I would kind of quite like to try and encourage the councils a bit more to be encourage these walks by either you know, promoting them and telling Printing people how to organise them. It. Exactly, yeah. And making more of a thing of it. Because mm. I think it's great for the countryside and it's great for people's well-being and it's great for their kind of fitness as well to get out there. But I think people do if they have the opportunity and the way to do it. I've done the walks with um, some close friends They've absolutely loved it. I mean, they have done it again themselves, but if I ask them, um, when I tell people I'm doing it, my friends are all very jealous and kind of do want to come along. So I think it's that. Lots of things, it's about organising things. Some people need to be organised. They need someone to organise stuff for them and then they'll do it. It's like I've said to you about holidays. I love doing them, but I can't be bothered to organise it. Yeah. And they just have lots of maps as well. Yes, and I have them at home. Okay. Lots of them are very old, which for you could be interesting to compare to now, to where you can go, if the yeah. same place, if the footpath is in the same place. One thing I really enjoy doing now when I go on the walks is going into churches en route. Yes. And having a look round. Yes. Not, but not, I don't feel particularly religious about no. it, but... It's the history. It's the history, and I still find it amazing that these small little villages you come across, there's about 20 houses, 30 houses in this magnificent well, church, the very well-built yeah. kind of structured church. Right. So I find it still interesting, and it's part of kind of the English landscape, it's kind of these churches. Did you know if you stand in one church and look, you will see another one, wherever you are in this country? That's, that's part of walking too, coming to a village and thinking, oh, this is nice, where's the nearest pub? <laughs> So did we ever go to the pub then, en route? Yes, we'd sit outside. Pubs were always a good thing. There were far more pubs around than there are now. And they mm. were all open. And they were not restaurants, they were proper pubs. What's your definition of a proper pub? What is it? No children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hang on, weren't we in there? <laughs> no, you were outside. They weren't let children Children inside. under control. No, you didn't take children in a pub in those days. No, you didn't. And you can only do it now because it's a restaurant. Any advice for me on my walks? Be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. That's the most... In, and don't put yourself in a position where you are in danger. But that's your mum talking. Yes. You're in danger from cows or bulls. Yeah, all you need to do with a cow yes, gets too close to just breathe up... Breathe up its nose, its nostrils. <laughs> well, if it's running at you, though. <laughs> Just run a little faster. <laughs> yeah. But whenever you do, enjoy your walking. Yeah. 
So I'd completed the Oxfordshire Way, but what next? The Essex Way was the next obvious route, given that it was the county of my birth and home to me for 20 years. The 81 miles was completed in four days, back to back, with an epic 26-mile section from Cockleshaw to Manningtree. It also included a one-day walk with two of my best friends from home, Delboy and Fish. So what next? I'd covered the two most obvious walks, and I'd already completed eight major ones as a child, and I wasn't really up for repeating things. Several months passed, so I thought, what next? I needed a list. I needed some structure. I needed a challenge. I couldn't just walk any walk. It needed a purpose. It needed to be on a list. I then had a flashback to a childhood memory for the answer. I used to have a jigsaw that showed all the counties of the UK. That would be it. I'd walk an LDP in each county of England. I thought I'd better restrict myself to England, as then I might stand a chance of actually completing the challenge. I'd created a list. I'd already got two, so how many more did I need? Not a straightforward answer, it turns out. I went for traditional English counties and stuck a few together. Greedily, Yorkshire had four entries. So on my list, I had 38 in total. Yorkshire was the largest and Rutland the smallest. I had two completed, so it was just 36 to go. This would be a long-term project, I thought. In order to decide which one to choose, I needed some rules. It turns out, I also love rules. I'll say more in episode two about these rules. So what next, I thought? Let's keep it local. So I went for the Warwickshire Way. 100 miles through Warwickshire. Bring it on. In the next episode, I talk through the planning for the Warwickshire Way. And also, despite the best laid plans, how a truly global issue made me change my plans of walking in the countryside in 2020. But I still have a plan to walk this way no matter what. This has been a Daisy Rogers production on behalf of The Long Weekenders. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Search for Long Weekenders and hashtag WalkThisWay. Theme music is by Rockabye Baby and incidental music from Christian Peterman with dictionary definitions thanks to Jewel Rod. <laughs>